Lesson from the prophecy of Jeremiah, thus says the Lord God. Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his arm, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness, in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green, and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately corrupt. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the mind and try the heart, to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Continuation of the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen, and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, full of sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried, and in Hades... Being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus in his bosom, and he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy upon me, and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. And besides all this, between you and us, and in you a great chasm has been fixed, in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And then he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. The Saving Words of the Gospel Today we continue our spiritual journey, our pilgrimage to the Roman Station Churches. And we gather at San Crisogono, uh, and uh, which is, uh, I think it's one of the first churches which is actually built as a church in Rome. Eventually kind of came to be entrusted to the Trinitarian Fathers. And um, uh, we march over to Santa Maria in Trastevere, which is the but neither it or St. Mary Major is the oldest church dedicated to the Mother of God in Rome. It's quite a beautiful church with, with uh, lovely uh, mosaics and a magnificent uh, cosmetesque floor. And it's really quite an active place. Uh, when you go to Rome, you can always find, out, find something going on there, which is a good thing. Uh, we have a parable today, and so it has a, a point that is useful for our spiritual development and soul-searching. 
we have two characters in here, and they have come into um, uh, common uh, uh, lore as Dives and Lazarus. Of course, Lazarus is in here, and so it's, it's, the only, it's the only parable in which the Lord names someone, one, of, one of his characters. And we have Dives. Dives is really just Latin for rich man, Lusios uh, in Greek, and Lazarus. So here we have Dives and Lazarus. And there have been various um, uh, various things. I, off the top of my head, I think of the variations that the English composer Ray von Williams wrote on the tune Dives and Lazarus, uh, the tune, the melody of which you might recognize as being also, uh, what is it, uh, it's an Irish song appropriate for today, Star of the County Down. Um, it's the same melody, but uh, then he wrote uh, variations on it. I digress. So we have the Lord here um, describing these two figures. And the rich man is really rich because as it says in here, he wears purple. And purple was uh, an extremely uh, difficult uh, color to obtain in the ancient world. Um, it was made from the crushed shells of a tiny little little seashell called a murex, and um, it took a, an enormous quantity of these to make purple, and so it came eventually to be reserved only for uh, rulers, imperial purple. And, uh, and those who were very, very wealthy. So here we have a man who is incredibly wealthy. It says another indication of his wealth is that he's feasting not just, you know, every once in a while. He feasts sumptuously every day. Now, that might mean that he could be a glutton. The text doesn't say that. Um, apparently he has a, a large household. And... Um, it could be that he is entertaining a whole bunch of people, and he himself is very moderate. It doesn't say that he, um, it just says that he feasts every day. And then we have the poor man, and the poor man is really poor. He's so poor that his only companionship is, is the, the feral dogs in the streets. And uh, he, he doesn't have leprosy, but he's ill with something. And he is perfectly willing to eat from the trash can of the of the rich man, but uh, he can't get anything to eat. So we get total contrasts here. One dies and goes to a place of comfort, um, being in the bosom of Abraham. Think about how with the intimacy that with that poor soul that has with the great figure of Abraham in Sheol, the moment about Sheol, and uh, being in the bosom of Abraham, think about how John uh, was able to rest on the bosom of the Lord during the Last Supper. So it's a, it's a terrific intimacy here. The other man, however, is carried off to Sheol. Actually, both of them go to Sheol. Sheol is the was the Sheol was the word for the place where the dead go. But it was only later, in about the time of the Second Temple that Sheol started to take on a meaning of the place of the dead where the wicked go, Hades. And then we also have in, in our translation, um, it's called Hades. So it changed, it, cha it shifted meaning after a while. So we have the contrast of the, 
the place, the place of the dead, we have the bosom of Abraham, and we have Hades. And there's a gulf between them that not one or the other can cross over. And one of them involves flames, and the other one involves comfort. So the Lord is describing hell here, and letting us know that yes, it is possible to go there. Um, now, the point I think that's important to take away for us today is that the rich man was not described as being a terrible sinner in the obvious way of being a murderer or <clears throat> a thief or a fornicator or a, or a whatever it might be. He's not described as an overtly wicked uh, man, <clears throat> but he is described as disdainful and not having any care for the poor man at his door. So he is not, he was not condemned for these sins of commission. He was condemned for sins of omission. He omitted doing what he ought to have done under what under the second tablet of the of the law. The Decalogue is divided into two tablets and they they have kind of a different uh, different uh, uh, orientation each of these two. But the but the Lord himself gives us a commandment that summarizes especially the commandments of the second tablet and that is love your neighbor as yourself. And in this case Debase, the rich man, completely neglected. He omitted to do this in his life, and now he is in hell for eternity and with no hope of any relief at all. So remember that we have this life. We have good passing. We have good things in this passing life, but the, the good things and the life itself are passing. And we have an eternity to think about. So there are um, sobering elements to this parable that remind us to use our material things, the gifts that we have, uh, not just for our own comfort, but also for the sake of others. We have a responsibility to others for performing spiritual and corporal works of mercy. And upon these things and how we approach them and how we do them and the reason why we carry them out, not to be seen, like the uh, the Lord um, pointing out uh, how the how some would go to the poor box to put their money in, and they make a big deal out of it. Show, see, I'm putting in the money. And then there's the widow who goes and puts in a little coin in there. You know, the, the contrast. We don't help people because we want to be seen and when we we want to be known to to be helping them, but we help them because it's the right thing to do, and because also it's good for our soul. Dominus Obiscum. Oremus. Peccatus is Moisin, 
Pred plakátem se stolmi dostavím malým játy, antik si páčeli hopnou slovo. Thank you.